Welcome, fellow bastards, to Bastards Backstage. I am your head bastard, Freddie Fisher, and this is the place where we get to know our favorite bastards. Today's bastard is Mizzy Atwood, if I'm pronouncing that right this time. Uh, and she was on a show, the uh, Guilty Pleasures uh, uh, music. She was originally supposed to be on the TV and film one, but shit happens, uh, especially for her, unfortunately. But that was then. How are you doing today there, love? I am fantastic. I'm actually awake today. So I, you know, that's probably a good thing. Well, when we recorded, it was like, I think you said it's like 7 a.m. or something like that when uh, when we recorded the show. So Something like that, but I hadn't been to sleep. So that was the problem. I'd been up all night working and working the day before. And yeah. Oh. Uh, well, this, as opposed to that, will be pretty easy. We have about 25 or so questions here to help our fans and your fans get to know you a little bit more. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Uh, the first question, as always, always seems to be a fun one. I try to start off with an icebreaker, and that is, how many square feet of pizza do you think you eat in a year? Oh, God. Way too much. Probably, I don't know, thousand. <laughs> thousand square feet. Now you're. I don't know your feet. <laughs> you're in Australia. Yes, yeah, about say you're you're in Australia, so uh, it'd be the metric system over there. I don't. Me being the highly uneducated uh, uh, American on this side, I have no idea what the ratios between feet and uh, meters is. So I know there's like three feet to a yard, and that's pretty much it. That. that that's all I know. But speaking of to- of pizza, though, do you have any favorite toppings or a place to go? Uh, I love a good Supreme. You know how, like, all the individual pizza shops have their own sort of, you know, veggies and some salamis and whatever, and they have their own mix. I love trying that. My favorite time to eat, uh, eat pizza, as always, was back in the 90s. I'm a complete 90s child. I grew up during the entire Book It program, which uh, I don't know if you guys had that o- over there, but over here, that was a thing where they tried to, if if a kid could read like 100 books or at least have their parents sign off that they read 100 books, <laughs> cheating the system, they could go out to a place called Pizza Hut and get a free personal pan pizza. That and uh, we'd be sitting there playing like the 64 and with like <laughs> like a two liter of Mountain Dew and stuff like that. But that was back in the 90s when we did that. And the 90s had a whole bunch of other stuff involved with it too. And one of that is also 90s music. So my question to you there, love, what is your favorite 90s jam? I love um, Waterfalls by TLC. That's one of my favorites. And then anything Backstreet Boys. Yeah, we've, we we had that discussion on the show. We did. Yeah. They, they didn't make it very far, but that's what happens. That was back in the 90s. What are you rocking out to now? I love a bit of Miley. I have to admit, I do like Miley. I think she's pretty, 
She's pretty awesome. She's pretty fierce. I've heard she's got a new song. I, I'm not a huge Miley Cyrus fan, but I, I've heard she's got a new song out now that um, is pretty much bashing on her her ex because apparently her her ex cheated on her or something like that and yeah. called Flowers, I think. Or Flowers, yeah. Yeah, Flowers. And apparently it was the video for it was shot in the same house that that he yeah. cheated on on her with and a whole bunch of other stuff. So yeah. the entire but my favorite band is Queen. That well I, I wouldn't but I say I wouldn't go I wouldn't say that's really old school because I'm a fan of Queen too and that would make me feel old and I really don't want to feel old today. It's just no, they're timeless. They're timeless. They really are. They're they're yeah. they're timeless. Plus Queen, the lead singer of Queen of course is Freddie Mercury who is my namesake as well. So have that little go there. <laughs> you lead a very colorful life uh, being an actress and a whole bunch of different things. So we're going to go on the color spectrum on this one. I'm going to ask you this one. How do you describe the color yellow to a blind man? <laughs> I remember you brought this up the other day. Um, I would... I would probably get them to taste something like um, like a really delicate lemon sponge cake and be like, that's yellow. So whatever that taste sensation is would be yellow. Okay. So a um, taste association as opposed to sight or touch or... Stuff like uh, along those yeah. lines. Sticking, yeah. sticking with the uh, color theory on this one, we're going to go to the next one, and that is, you are a new crayon in a new box. What color are you, and why? I would say I would be one of those marble crayons where. I'm probably a little bit of pink and purple. Pink because I'm quite bright and bubbly, but I've got that marble purple through me where I've got, you know, a bit of a dark, twisty side, which if you've ever seen one of my movies, you would know I'm quite twisted. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, <laughs> of your dark and twisted movies, by the way, uh, on the American side... Over here, uh, a majority of the the people, or at least people who listen to our show, would probably recognize you most, at least recognize the the movie at least most, would be Smile. Yes. Um, so kudos on that one. It's been apparently ranked as one of like the top 20 horror films of all time or something along those lines, from what I hear. Yes, thank you. I've heard lots of random things that's ranked it a bunch of things but yeah it's it's brilliant which is really cool i mean i i, I it's <laughs> acting something I, i've always wanted to do but i'm I'm also uh i have an odd thing is like stage fright type thing which is really weird considering i'm a podcaster so i talk to everybody but, but completely different gimmicks i know i grew up with crippling stage fright like i mean i would freeze a camera would go on my face and go and that was every photo of me I couldn't I couldn't do it up until 
you know, only a few years ago, I guess, I had to really work at getting over my stage fright. I know you had a really good time on our show this last weekend. Uh, but other than that, what is the funniest thing to happen to you recently? Do you have any Funny. crazy, crazy legal stories? Not illegal because I don't want you to get in trouble because this, this is a public thing. That is a disclaimer because I've, I've gotten in trouble for that in the past. So any anything you can legally tell us. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the funniest thing, it's such a... Um, you have to be there thing, but I was joking around with my son, we were in bed, we were, you know, chilling out, just having a great time, my partner was there, and we kind of lay in bed and joke and watch videos on our phones and that sort of thing. Anyway, he's telling me this story, I don't even remember what he was talking to me about, and I remember getting to the end and we were like, I was so tired. I have to throw that out there. So tired this night. And he got to the end of the story and I'm going, did you really just say that? And then I'm looking at my partner and I'm going, are you going to react to this? And he goes, is anyone going to mention that giant fart that just happened? And we're going, what? Like, I didn't fart. And he's going, I didn't fart. And, you know, we didn't even realize what had happened. And then I went, oh, right. I forgot that was me. Like, I was so intent on listening to him. And he lost it. He's hitting me. He's pissing himself laughing. So, yeah, totally embarrassing on my behalf. But, you know, I'm human and that happened. And. You know, I'm recently diagnosed celiac, so I was having a um, massive attack. COVID made me a celiac, so that's what the gas was. It was just part of my life at that point. Understandable. <laughs> you just had a little quick story about your son right there, but uh, which kind of brings up the next question. Polling family and friends, what would they say that you are most known for? Being an idiot, I guess talking a lot um <laughs> laughing being awkward breaking my nose playing uno things like that yeah i'm, just, I'm just a tag you, you just say you broke your nose playing uno <laughs> i really do <laughs> we're playing How outside did... the cards flew off the table someone was running past and Push me into the chair and I face planted and broke my nose. Oh, damn. Ouch. But to be fair, my son did just um, break his arm from turning around too fast. He hit a door frame when he turned around and broke his elbow. So I, I feel like did... I passed on that legacy. I just dislocated his shoulder doing that one day. Oh, no. I, uh... Yeah, I, I, well, I, I didn't judge the door frame correctly, and I went to dodge somebody to get to get out of their way because I'm just that type of person, and went instead of sliding through the door, my shoulder caught it and just completely popped my shoulder <laughs> out of the socket. It was, it was, it was painful. But I, I, at the time, I was I was one of those guys that like we're taught not to really show pain type things, so I just kind of walked it off until I got yeah. to the car. 
and then I drove home with like one arm crying the entire way there. Yeah. And so, yeah, it sucked, but <laughs> that was that was something that happened to me in public, and uh, a lot of people don't like to really talk talk to people in public. I'm actually I'm the opposite. I love to talk to people in public. I will talk to people anybody about anything with the exception of telling them my social social security number that's because that's the person i am but what is one question that you will never answer in public and we're looking for the question but not the answer to that question because of course this is public who is the worst person you've ever worked with I, I will not badmouth someone in public at all. That's not my place to do so. And it's just my opinion. Other people may love that person and it's not my place to drag them down. So I won't see, badmouth someone in public. I agree with that. I, I personally wish people would, would be a lot more like that. Um, unless the person is there to defend themselves because each, each story... Yeah has two sides and yeah. when you worked with them they could have just have having a really shitty time to even start with and it's just not something that they want to they wanted to contend with and it and then yeah so when when they saw you it could it could have been a really bad time for them and you would probably didn't really see them at their best then exactly. yeah you don't know what people have going on in their lives none of us are perfect and say Everybody's fighting a fight that you don't see. Exactly. That question has a tendency to bring the conversation down a little bit. This time it didn't because you're such an awesome person. But I do have this question in the chamber just in case. And that is, a penguin waddles through your doorway wearing a sombrero. What does he say to you and why is he there? Um... I caught the wrong boat. We're right next to Antarctica. Um, I I have no idea. Um, I I would probably be screaming. I'm petrified of birds, so I would be paralyzed in fear, screaming, "Get this penguin out of here!" I wouldn't be listening to what he said at all. But I would be like, "Nice hat." <laughs> <laughs> Where's the salsa? Um. A lot of people do the entire two, two truth and a lie. I'm not a huge fan of that. I personally think it, it's completely overdone. It's been doing it for years. So I, I flip it on his ear a little bit and do two lies and a truth. Two things about you that, that uh, are not true but seem plausible and something that, that is true but does not seem, seem plausible. And don't tell us what they are. Or which one's true and which one's not. All right. Um, oh, that's difficult. All right. Um, I have a single coming out this year. I have already written, produced, and distributed um, two original movies. And I have a stepson that doesn't really show his face in public too much. 
you came up with those pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm you have to get into the mind of the characters that you're trying to portray. So if you could pick any character from any type of medium to be being cartoons, movie, TV, uh, so on and so forth, even comic books to be, who would you want to be? Not, not act, but who would, who would you actually want to be and why? I want to be someone along the lines of not, I'm sorry. I changed my answer then. That's why I said not. Um, I was going to say Marge Simpson, but then I'm like, no, Lois Griffin. Lois Griffin's more me. She's a little naughty. She's a bit feisty, a bit sassy. And, you know, like, she does not take Peter's crap. Marge is a little bit more of a pushover. Um, but, yeah, Lois, she's just feisty. And, and you know, she's hot. You know, everyone loves Lois. I would love to see, like, an Australian version of The Simpsons. Oh, it would be awesome. They actually, um, I'm not sure if you have it over there or not, but Koala Man. Mm -mm. Well, we might. It's probably on, like, uh, Adult Swim or something like that. Yeah, it's just sort of come out here um, over... Uh, I think it was in January, late January, and it um, it's kind of like a Australian Rick and Morty kind of thing, but not like a multiverse thing, just like humor-wise. Hmm. One yeah. of my favorite shows right now is, is actually Australian, and I will defend this to the day I die. <laughs> the show Bluey. <laughs> That's huge here. Absolutely huge. Oh, my God. I love that show so much. I, I, I'm i the type of person, too, that my son, he's he's three years old. He'll be four in a couple months. He he loved the show for about a year, and then which turned turned me on to it. And I, I'm not a huge fan of kids' cartoons, but I, lo- I love this show. And <laughs> I keep trying to get him to get back into it. Like I'll buy him like 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 bluey clothes and stuff like that to hoping to spark his interest so he can start watching watching shows again. So I could watch it with him instead of having to wait until after he he goes to bed or just yeah. watch him on my phone because I feel bad. I feel not bad. I feel weird about that. That's that's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. Bluey would be a guilty pleasure of mine, but it is a damn good show, and I recommend everybody out there to go to go check it out. Uh, if you're, if you think that you are like the best parent ever, the best dad ever, the best mom ever, whatever, go watch this show and you will be proved wrong within the first five minutes of it. <laughs> Just period. It is. They are great. All right. Back on track. I'm going to give you a chance to be greedy. Uh, well, not really not really greedy, more selfish, I guess. How would you spend one million dollars or uh, pounds over there? Is no it, dollars. Australian is it dollars dollar. over there. Yeah. Okay, Australian. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I, I've I've never been to Australia, so I I, I wouldn't know. The only the only Australian cur- only Australian currency I know would be dollar bucks. Yeah. Which is of course is from Bluey. So. <laughs> But 
if you had one million dollars to spend on yourself, how would you do it? Just on myself? Just on yourself. I'd buy a house. I would buy a nice house. And yeah, my family would live there. But the selfish part about that is I wouldn't ask them if they liked it. I'd just pick one I liked and just pay yeah, it. You're like, hey, you guys, you guys can move in if you want. If not, sorry. <laughs> just yeah. deal with it. Just, just get stuff, you know, this is my style, my like, you know, I picked it, deal with it, if you don't like it, move out. That's about right. Your celebrity crush as a teenager. Yep. It, it was Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys. And I'm so pissed off because he was literally 10 minutes away the other day. And I didn't know and I could have met him because I can't go to a concert because I have photosensitive seizures. And that that was a very big opportunity to meet him. Well, maybe we'll, maybe he will hear this and next time he's in town, he'll, he'll, he'll stop by. Absolutely. He's still in Melbourne. So if you want to catch up, I'm down. It's one of those things. It's like, uh, well, this this episode won't be out for about two weeks. So if he's if he's still in town and he just happens to catch it, then that's a different thing. But oh, uh, if you if you could join a fictional family, that means join, not replace somebody. So you got to take the entire family as a whole. What family would that be? And if I'm me, yes. See, I I would say I want to join like Full House, like the Tanners. But then I'm like, nah, I'd piss them off so bad. <laughs> um, that wouldn't work. I I'd have to go. I would definitely have to go someone like the Simpsons or the Griffins or someone like that. I'm so totally weird that. You know, I need that weirdness around me. Let's go. Um, let's go. The Griffins, like I said, they're a little bit less. Um, you know, a little more modern. Where you know, I could drink with Brian. You know, have have a smoke with him, and then you know, go and eat pizza with Peter. It would work. <laughs> there you go. We, we dove in the past a little bit with those last few questions, so we're going to dive into the future on this one. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about goals. Uh, in one year, five year, and ten year spaces, what do you want to accomplish? In one year, I want to be able to be financially stable enough that my partner who is struggling to maintain his career, he's a glazier and that heavy lifting, it's destroying his back to be able to take some time off to get his body right again. Five years, I'd like to um, be able to own my own house, have a soundstage um, for my studio, um, 
and sort of be more self self efficient um, in my company, and you know that sort of thing. In ten years, oh, that's a long way. Um, I suppose being one of those people that just have their shit together. You know, my son's happy, my partner's happy doing his thing, my company's going. Um, I can sort of pick and choose what I want to do in terms of work and when I work. And, you know, it can go on a holiday when I want, that sort of thing. Um, just to have that sort of freedom. Go. I'm a huge fan of words. Uh, as a podcaster, words are kind of my business. I I don't get paid to do this. Again, we, we're, uh, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about, about this. This is therapy for me. This is just kind of a fun thing to do. But I use a lot of words. Uh, I have a lot of favorite words, least favorite words, and I have a crap ton, a lot of swear words. And that's what I'm going to ask you is that what is your favorite word? Favorite word? Favorite word. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know if it's a real word. Um, chumba. Okay. Chumba, because that's what I've always called my son. He's my chumbas. And, you know, I shorten it to chubs. I rhyme it with wumba. And, you know, it's my description for everything that's great in this world is that's chumbalicious or that's you know the chumba wumba or whatever <laughs> he's gonna kill me for something like that <laughs> okay that was your favorite word how about your least favorite word the c word see you next tuesday that's it there you I don't go Everyone I don't. Know. Earlier, but I don't. I love. I. I. am the fan of that word because it's. It's one. It's one word that if you ever absolutely need to get your point across or need to stop a conversation, that is a way to stop a conversation. It doesn't oh, matter what's what's going on. People will shut up when you when you say that word. There's a couple other words like like that too, but even yeah. then, I don't. But the c word. Uh, which I will refrain for staying because for, for you, the C word. I I'll allow that on the show. There's a couple other words that are described with the first letter, and that's it. That yeah. uh, I, I don't allow on the show. So just yeah. for 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 certain reasons, but there's I mean, that one. I don't I don't ever use the M word at all ever. I don't tolerate other people using that word at all. The C word I don't use, but in saying that, there has been two occasions over the last, well, 37 years that I've used it. And both times they were 100% warranted out of anger and just, you know, people know that if I ever do drop that, it's for a very, very good reason. It's very, very, very warranted. Uh, but there's under no circumstances would I ever drop the M word. Ever. There's no I, I I have dropped the 
n-word a lot actually but it's always used for for like an educational purposes because i i uh it's one of those things i don't feel that should be just swept under the rug and like forgot about but i don't use it i don't use it as a description term i use it as a uh as a way to describe the word it, itself like you, you you can't go it's like you can't say something's like well uh i don't like saying uh i'm, I'm not gonna say it but uh yeah, and, yeah I, the, the, for here i'm i'm not gonna say it, but when you're a person person if you can't i i would tell people too if you can't say certain words around certain people you shouldn't say that word around anybody exactly however i have to admit it it has um like i've stopped it now but in songs sometimes you're singing like especially gold digger see it's such a great song and then you just go and you're oh no i said it and i shouldn't say it but see that's that's the thing though that that's what i'm talking about it's it's more of a if you're if you're using somebody else's words yeah. So, so yeah. you're you're not you're not calling somebody a certain word. You are you are saying that, but you're not saying it in in a in a inflammatory way. No, and I would type, never direct it or use it in a sentence that I thought up or anything like that. It just, yeah, I don't know. So there's yeah, and there's there's certain levels to it, and it's just it, it's something that I don't think should ever. I don't think it's something that should ever really be used in a inflammatory way, but I also don't think it's something that should ever be forgotten. No, and, it shouldn't be forgotten. Not at all. Which, which is something that I'm I'm actually kind of worried about because if you if you just get get rid of something, eventually it's, it's gonna get rid of something and forget about it. Eventually, it's gonna come back back like a fad. Yeah. And go again, and then it's it's like it's like herpes. You just can't ever really get rid of it type thing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a fan believer that you don't go out of your way to insult someone or, um, you know, be mean. There's no reason to be a horrible person. Like, you know, I, my partner can piss me off and piss me off royally. Like, I mean, really bad. Um, and I can be like, I'm angry at him. I'm angry at him. I'm angry at him. Be angry. Okay, I'm going to be angry at him. And then he walks in, I'm like, hey, baby, fuck, you know? (laughs) That's that's what happens. Like, it's just natural to me to, you know, be like, hey, baby, and happy that he's home rather than sit there and try and be mean and angry. Like, it's more effort that I just can't be bothered with it. I always tell my daughter, I, I, I have a rule that... I don't care if she swears, but there's certain rules that, that come with, with it. One is, one is location. Uh, you don't swear around grandma. Don't swear in school. Don't swear in church. If you go, Absolutely. Um, stuff like that. Number two is, uh, if you can avoid it, avoid it, but don't, don't feel bad. If you, if you're caught swearing type thing, cause it's a, it's a natural yeah. response. Uh, Absolutely. try to think of something more creative. Just for the simple fact that if you if you stump somebody, if you use a word 
uh, if you use a word that that they don't know what it is, and then they're they're offended by your tone. Yeah. And then they ha- then they have to go over in private, look up on their phone what the word is. First, they have to figure out how to spell it, and then they look <laughs> it up. Then they're offended all over again. Absolutely. So. I tend to make up words instead of using existing insults. I'll I'll mix up things like, "Oh, you bloody clodhopper!" <laughs> I don't know what a clodhopper is, and <laughs> you lint licker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um. I like to pick them up and stuff, but then. You know, we're very unconventional in this house. I can be telling my partner off or something. And his way to get out of an argument, it's it's brilliant. He reaches over and he honks my boob. I, mean, I do the same thing to my wife. My boobs. I do the same. I, I'm I'm yet to get slapped. For that reason, at <laughs> least. I mean, um, all right. And the last part of this one. What is your favorite swear word? Oh, I'm Australian. It's going to be fuck or shit or something like that. I don't know. Whatever comes out of my mouth. I don't know. I have a favorite favorite. Well, I I think fuck is kind of a universal favorite cuss word just because it can be used in so many different for different uses. So exactly. And I'm a producer like the fucking and stuff like it's so versatile. Um. Amanda from the Sip List, which is uh, another podcast kind of kind of associated with it. She's on the show all the time. She does does a Mad Lib thing at the beginning of each show with the guests and stuff like that. And one thing that is always there, like it's a rule on the show, the the first the first adjective or adverb or I can't remember what it was, but it is certifiably fuckable. <laughs> That it, it has to go in every every single Mad Lib. It's just it's a rule for the show. All right. I love it. What? Sorry. Who or what inspires you in life? My son. I know this is like a cliche answer, and I'm sorry, but it is. It's my son. I want to. I want to follow my dream. Show him that it's okay to dream. Um, I want to be resilient and work through pain. Work through sorrow. Um, wake up every day and treat it like it's a new day, not hold on to dramas and let things weigh me down and continually improve the person I am and my mindset. And if things, um, you know, knock me down, I can get myself back up and push through. And that's always a motivating factor. Like I'm for his um, christening, I got him this like little cup thing like a toddler cup but like silver and I put a quote on there and I'm like I hope you live the life you're proud of and if not you have the strength to change it and in that moment it was I need to show him that I need to show him that life can get you down but you can change it if you want to enough you can make the life that you want and you know, I'm still working towards it. He knows that, and we're very honest. And that definitely motivates me. Right. And what shuts you down? <laughs> um, my own mind, to be honest. Um, my self confidence and attacking myself and letting negative comments and hate 
you know, hate comments and all that get in and drag me down. But yeah, I hold myself back more than anyone in this world. And it's shameful and I wish I didn't, but you know, I'm the biggest bitch in my life. I get you there. You have a pretty cool job. Uh, I will, I will um, let you know that one. But if you, you, if you weren't doing this job, the job that you have, what would your dream job be, knowing that you would not fail at it? Um, probably like a real estate agent, something sales based, something like that. In terms of like normal jobs, yeah, something like that. I I love selling things and I love talking to people and yeah, I think that would be cool. And what would be one job that you would never take? <laughs> um, uh, skyscraper window washer. You know, people <laughs> that hang on the outside of the building and yeah. go down. Yeah. Not enough money in the world for me. No. I, I don't blame <laughs> you. If if heaven does exist, what do you want God to say to you? Or what would you want to say to God when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, what's at the end of the universe? What's past our universe? Does it start over again? Is there another universe? That's that's really the only question that I'll never find out an answer to. And that's that's one question I'd love to know. I'm very big into like the quantum physics and that sort of thing in this house. We watch a lot of those sorts of videos and learn about and have these deep discussions. But yeah, what's at the end of the universe is a massive a massive like question in my head. Well, assuming that you're dead at this point, since you have get to have that conversation with God, what do you want written on your tombstone? Or uh, I know a lot of people don't really like the entire having a tombstone type thing. What do you want your last words to be? Um. <laughs> uh, I I was gonna go stupid with this. <laughs> Um, I I actually have no idea if something's sincere, so I'm just gonna go stupid. I can't think. I can either like I can't think of something serious, but um, I can do something like let's keep in touch and a picture of a Ouija board. <laughs> um, something along those lines. I'm, I I just want people to be happy, or you know, chilling with Jesus or something like that. I don't know. I want people to smile when they think of me, not sad. I don't want anyone to be sad that I'm gone. All right. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to uh, stand up on a soapbox if you want. And what would you like to say to your fans or just the world at large? Um, I, I don't know. Um, that's a difficult one. First of all, hi and thank you for even giving a crap about me. Um, 
And to the world, I guess the best bit of advice I ever, I ever realized and I could ever give anyone is fuck it. Learn fuck it. Because once you say fuck it to outside influences, to the negativity, to toxic people in your life, once you, you know, learn that that doesn't matter, all that stuff that we worry about does not matter. It's, you know, and all your imperfections, things that you may not like about yourself, fuck it. Because you've got so much wonderful qualities and great things inside of you that you may not believe, but you'll see them once you stop the all the rest of it from weighing you down. You'll see how far you can soar. So just learn to fuck it. Chuck it in the fuck it bucket and move on. Exactly. I want to write a book called The Fuck It Theory. So. There's a there's a book out there uh, which I do recommend. It's called uh, called How to Unfuck Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like how to not give a fuck and stuff like that. And they're all really, really good, good books. And I, yeah. I, I can attest to that. But. Uh, and the last and final question on this one, where can people find you? Um, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook under Mezzy Atwood, on IMDB under Mezzy Atwood. And my website um, for my studio is www.mezzy-studios.com. And as always, I am your host, Freddie Fisher. You can find me at that on Facebook. While you're on Facebook, check out Bracketology and Bracket Bastards on Twitter. I'm at the Bastard that warned you about. Uh, we can we're all at Bracket Pod, and on Instagram, as always, you can find me at uh, Can't Lick Me. Other than that, I will leave you guys with the same line I leave every single show, and that is, it is okay to be a bastard. Just don't be a dick. <laughs>